0: I could not ask for a better setup in this because this is brought to you by the Cash Drop Office. Shout out, big shout out to the Cash Drop Office slash the Cash Drop Media Team slash Ruben Flores himself. I swear to God, big shout out because this is an amazing setup we have today. We're going to have an awesome conversation. Ruben Flores is a serial entrepreneur, he's a proud immigrant, he's a versatile creator of things. He's on a mission to build as much generational wealth for Latinos as possible while he's alive around the world. He's the CEO and founder of Cash Drop, a startup that lets anyone turn their side hustle into a business by instantly creating an online store with payment processing. Boom. I know a lot of people who need that. In our first interview, that I ever did with him, he said, quote, he's just a very obsessive guy with a lot of hobbies. Welcome, Ruben. Thank you for having the me. in Podcast. Yeah. I'm excited. You've said, my, one of my favorite quotes you've ever told me is, the system isn't broken. It's just designed really well for a certain type of person. And when uh, Prince gave his commencement speech in the 90s when he won Artist of the Decade, and I'll paraphrase this to make it short, when it's your game, you make the rules, everything comes easy. When it's not your game and you didn't make the rules, everything is very hard. So imagine what it will all be like if we all ran our own game.
1: Yes, that's a great quote, actually. I mean, this is
0: something that I talk about
1: all the time. Um, At first, I thought it was going to be kind of, you know, a lot of people would look at me weird when I said it. But yeah, I just realized one day that the system isn't broken. It works extremely well, right? It was just not designed for somebody that looks like me. And when I came to that realization, both it made me angry, but also it made me excited because it just meant that I was born in this time in a place where somebody that looked like me could actually build something that could affect future generations. And that just was amazing, right? Like, you know, as a Latino man, I've always felt that I have to work twice as hard to get half as far as people and this is something that you know my father instilled with me when we first moved to America and it's something that I you know realized early on that yes we I didn't start from zero I started from negative right and you know you could either just sit down and 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 cry about it or you can actually use it as an opportunity because if your work ethic really just is that much more than the average person because you have to you're just going to get so much further. And I think that, you know, that was the big realization for me to take this as my personal responsibility to say, look, A, my story is not that special. I represent like a tiny, tiny drop in the gigantic bucket of millions of people that have my upbringing, right? We never been given these opportunities, but I think it's our responsibility to give those opportunities for ourselves and create a system that gives opportunities like to those people that share our stories, like the ones we never had, and and that is where the anger kind of goes away, and then just kind of turns in a little bit of, a little bit of respect, right? Like I respect the power structure of like what the white males have created. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people again, it's it's it, it could be polarizing to say it, but you know, it's respect. Like they're really looking after the best interest. I feel like humans do. It's our responsibility to do so, right? It it does create biases that could you know uh, affect others, but I think. This is, it becomes an opportunity for us, the disenfranchised, the unempowered, to rise up, build our own table, right? Like, we don't need to beg for a seat at their table. We, we're perfectly capable of building our own. And when you do that, then you really understand what it takes to build something from zero. You value it more. The work ethic that was required out of you to get to the stage just becomes this incredible unfair advantage that i think today in age could really help you just take it to the next fucking level unlike anything people have seen before so i think latinos represent this gigantic opportunity for the future of humanity that i want to really bring out of them you know i you know like and i really speak to that young version of me to say look si se said keep going you know like it may not be fair but, like, your job is to make it fair for you and for the people that share your values.
0: That goes on to my next question. So you have said as a minority you have to work twice as hard to get half as far. But the fact that you work twice as hard at some point creates this compounding effect that no matter what situation you face in life, being able to work that hard is always beneficial to your situation, a.k.a. these colonial hangovers have developed a secret superpower, which when the odds have worked against you, you just and you develop the superpower to work really hard. So tell me what I mean, you know, we've all
1: heard that saying that necessity is the mother of invention and, and ingenuity, right? Like where I come from, you had to be creative. Where I come from, you just had to make it work, right? There isn't a plan B. You're not gonna let your family go to sleep hungry. You're not going to fail because failure means death. It means everything that you're just not gonna let it happen. So I feel like that's the ingrained immigrant mentality. There isn't a plan B, right? And I this is another thing that I speak very, very, very proudly about. It's like, you know, I always tell people failure doesn't exist within the scope of reality you're either successful or you stopped, right? Failure really isn't an outcome, right? It's just the lack of trying. And I feel like, you know, that is so natural for somebody that shares my background because we didn't have a choice but to work a lot harder, to make up the difference, right? That we didn't have, you know, at birth, right? And, and I think that that really does compound, right? Is it sustainable for the long, long term? No, but at some point, I feel like you're just catching up momentum where then you can really grow structures and, you know, delegate more and more and more. But the mentality, I think, is really something that I think the more people that adopt it can really take you very far in life. And again, it's really not that radical. It's just something that's already ingrained within the culture that, you know, and i speak for like latinos but i'm sure this is you know and i have a lot of friends from other ethnic groups i think this is just ingrained in the immigrant mentality right like i and i do feel that the immigrant mentality is really hum- the, the 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 essence of being human right to me being an immigrant represents the most human of values which means sacrifice it means there is no plan b there there therefore i must sacrifice for those i love to provide them the life that they deserve. There is no other outcome. And that is what being an immigrant really means, that you leave everything behind, you do what has to be done, you provide for those who you you need to protect, right? And you do it without complaining. And when you really measure that up to the standard, you are really working twice as hard, but when you realize where you were five years ago versus where you are today, like it's actually quite incredible what somebody in that situation is able to accomplish Furthermore, they were able to be uh, have access to opportunities you know, uh, from there. So I feel like that's where the responsibility of building that system that works for people that share those values is super important because if I would have been able to have opportunities that I have now when I was getting started, you know, like I can't even fathom where I would be right now. And it's okay. It's part of the journey. We're here. It is what it is. But now I shift my responsibility for the next generation to say, hey, somebody that I know that's 20, 20 years old, 21 years old like i see myself in them i didn't even get started till i was 25 what impact in their life can i do number one instilling this mentality on them to work twice as hard you know to know where they need to go but then if i can add a little bit of fertilizer on top of them like where are they going to be when they're my age i mean it, this is the fucking power structure just materializing in my mind that's the legacy i want to leave behind
0: So a lot of people have talked about this um, immigrant mentality in a lot of different ways, shapes, and forms. But one way that you have spoke about it that's extremely unique to me that I want to dig into a little deeper because I've never heard anybody talk about it this way is that years ago, you printed a lot of T-shirts that said, quote, immigrant on them with a barcode. And I remember this white guy that you were a roommate with, uh, I could name or not, You convinced him in a beautiful way that technically he's an immigrant because at one point his ancestors immigrated somewhere, that every human on the planet is an immigrant. So being an immigrant actually unites people as long as they're comfortable identifying that way. So I want to dig into that a little bit more. Why do you choose to to perpetuate that kind of message? Yeah, I mean, I think I do
1: have this innate kind of need of... of, of create these larger associations with others because I grew up a minority, right? Like and you know, one of the most call it to- toxic of unfortunate byproducts of growing up as a you know disenfranchised minority is that there is so many sub segmentations from there, right? Like where I when I came to America, like when I came to America I knew nothing but Mexicans. It was like everybody kind of looked like me. I was on the lighter end of the spectrum, but it's like there's only Mexicans in Mexico. It's only Mexicans, right? You come to America, it is that proverbial melt, melting pot of people that you've never met. Like I never even know what a Hmong person was till I came to America, right? Like and you see people from all ethnicities and all walks of life, which I think, you know, the diversity is really what makes America very, very strong. You know, um, it's blessing and it's curse in a lot of ways. So I feel like I've always really been very passionate about associating myself to the larger, you know, uh, uh, demographic, right? And because I grew up in the opposite, you know, like when you're a Latino, you're either Mexican or Guatemalan or Colombian, and you're not the same, you know, like you always, you create more and more divisions because that's how the system really brings you up. What is that? What do you think that is? I, I, I think it's, 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 again, it's a byproduct of it, right? Like, When you're fighting for scraps, right, we fail to realize how much resources this world has, way more than enough to really keep everybody well-fed and beyond. But obviously, we are used to really fighting over the scraps. So you kind of have this very unfortunate survivalist mentality. It it cuts both ways, right? The survivalism is what really helps to push through, but it's also what kind of... Can create a lot of negative side effects where you're kind of pushing yourself down. And, you, you know, w- w- the way that I always talk about this is a lot of like people in la- the Latino communities feel that somebody else's success is-, is at your expense, right? Like that if another Mexican or another Latino is successful, they're taking away from your eventual success, therefore, their competition, therefore, you can't work with them. And that's very unfortunate because it's actually quite the other way around, Correct. right? But it's very hard to kind of like, Disassociate yourself and think the larger picture when everything you've ever known is just the scraps that fall through the system, right? So, I think to me, I wanted to find that greater association, you know, to be like, what is that common thread? Like, we're all human, we know this, right? But we don't treat each other like they're right. the same. So, you know, like there has to be a deeper, more emotional connection that we can all agree on, at least in the American, uh, in the American way of life. And, you know, again, we're America you know there was Native Americans right uh, but for the most part the vast majority of people as a stance today were not here a hundred two hundred and forty six years ago is when America was founded right where these people come from right they're they were not here so it's like I, I felt like I was part of that, right? So it's just like I wasn't here five years ago, and here I am, right? New but language. But you're
0: still much as part of America as most of the people today here are. I like to say
1: way. so, right? Like I still consider myself a Mexican man in America because I immigrated here, right? Like, you know, you know a lot of what you call first generation, you know, uh, Americans that they were born here, they're American. Their parents weren't born here, so that's I think where I started toying around with this idea. I so, said, well, if people can talk about themselves in the first generation what about second generation what about third what about fourth you know and i started kind of experiment with this with this idea and i think it really hit this this very strong emotional cord and i said look you know in the friend that you're talking about adam you know his great grandparents immigrated from syria and 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 you know like other parts of europe Villa Villa and you know he was always very like attached to the message of the immigrant thing but it's like obviously he was a white guy with blue eyes you know he never really felt like he could wear a shirt that said immigrant on the chest i could because i literally immigrated here but i also had a lot of other mexicans that wore it but they were born here right so i said look wear the shirt, you know? It's like, you can be an ally, but I think more than just being an ally, let's kind of create another further layer of inclusion. Like, you are the byproduct of the same struggle that brought me here. Your great-grandfather, your grandfather, sacrificed, left everything behind to pave a way for somebody like you to have the opportunities you do today. And it's, that is the essence of what I want for my future descendants. Mm. I would want my great-great-grandkid to look back and be proud of the fact that, that they are an immigrant, that they are part of this beautiful struggle. Again, I refer to immigration as this human value that represents the most fundamental, beautiful thing about what it means to be human, which is it's not about me, it's about the people I love. And when you kind of remove the in and really approach from the selflessness of it, you know, you really realize what's important. And every single person that left, left their homeland that is here today, right? represents that and so do their descendants but at some point you realize like kind of everybody is an immigrant and i feel like if you really approach it from that, and you realize wow if there was a war in america and the economy went to shit which you know some people might say we're fairly close (laughs) to that happening right now (laughs) tables turn fucking fast you know what i'm saying so it's like if that happened today and you were forced to leave your homeland to go to europe to go somewhere else right like would you do it if you know that that's what you needed to do for your kids to have a better life? Yes, you fucking would. Absolutely. It's You do what you have to do for those you love. That's what immigration means, right? Like, we're all byproducts of that human condition. You know, humans originated in Africa. Like, nobody is from right, any one everybody place. Everybody from Africa? But again, yeah, like, the key. point is not so much about, you know, for me to create political ideologies and, and things. It's, right, it's right, me right, trying right. to really connect us on this, right, like, right, right. single threat to say, you would do... Like, would you do what it took for those you love? Yes, I would do so too. That's what connects us. That's the people that I would trust with my life. That's the people that I would want to take care of my kids. That's the people I would like to build empires with, right? If you don't have that fundamental value to yourself, I would want absolutely nothing to do with you. Because to me, that represents the basis of being a human. No bad. And that's why I wore this shirt. And I feel like that's what really enabled others to say, wow, I never thought about it that way. And then all of a sudden you had people with beautiful stories say, hey, I'm a seventh generation immigrant. I'm an eighth generation immigrant. And they felt like they weren't allies. Because still being an ally doesn't mean you're part of the community. It just means that you're adjacent, right? Wait, wait, can we dig in that a little bit yeah, deeper? Sure. What do you mean by that? I mean, like, you know, it's like the, the whole idea of being an ally – basically means they okay i'm an ally of the feminist movement but i'm not a female right but i like i you know i I believe in you know, what, what they're trying to fight for, and I will put myself in the front lines to make sure that I can do my part in helping you know, uh, to do that. Uh, but obviously, that one's a little bit more difficult, but like when you kind of create this generalized There's a one, lot
0: of things, a lot of different yeah, it's like, things you could apply So it's to, like, to yeah. me,
1: it was very important to say, oh, well, I'm a white guy with blue eyes. I've been here. My, my parents were born here. My grandparents were born here. But I feel like I want to do my part in making sure that we live in a world where everybody has the same access to opportunity, Right. I, I can be an ally, but I feel like I wanted to even take it further be like, well, you, you can be an ally, but you can also be a part of the community. You are an immigrant, right? And I felt that that really changed the perspective of the movement. And I think that that's why the, the shirt really caught on. Uh, sadly, I haven't had much time to do that. I would like to bring it back. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: You were married at 18, which to a lot of people is unusual. <laughs> yes and and but it seemed to me it works out it, it has worked out beautifully so what advice do you have to people whose marriage is heavily on their mind whether they are young or <laughs> old <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean fuck uh this one's a tough one i i don't know if i'm eminently qualified yeah maybe i am I, I i i joke sometimes with friends like i'm a professional husband i have substantial experience under my belt and um I I think at the end of the day, I wouldn't be here without my wife. She's definitely they ain't they're not lying when they say behind every great person there's a great spouse behind.
0: Why do you think that's true?
1: Because like, it takes a village, right? But I, I and I'm speaking generally here. Like your partner, it makes your life a lot easier not only physically like you know in the sense of like oh she can help me with some of the chores or like you know like we can kind of divide and conquer at the house although my wife will say i don't do shit at the house but which is true i, I, I <laughs> you know i'm pretty bad at that no but i feel like the emotional support that a great partner can provide honestly is one of the biggest assets you could have it really it really it really is so i feel very thankful uh for my wife um you know, I, I, I feel like I've been able to take the risks that I have, right, uh, without fear. Because I just knew that she's, she's, she's my ride or die. You know, no matter what happens, we have each other. And that helps a lot. It really does. So, so shout out to all the wives, husbands out there, you know. They're a big part of the entrepreneurship journey for sure.
0: This next question is a very general question. Um. You like to talk a lot about uh, about what it takes to be successful, and so as an entrepreneur in this very broad sense, what would Rubin say it takes to achieve success? I think it
1: takes one thing and one thing only: grit. That's it. It's the only value. It's the only thing. It's the only thing you need to have. Like, grit is it is again going back to that whole like, it takes grit to have the drive to wake up in the day and know that you have to work harder than everybody else to barely make it to where everybody else is at. It takes fucking grit. It's not easy. You have to be able to pull it out of you where even in the shittiest of days to say, I'm waking up at a disadvantage every fucking day of my life, but I am going to fucking power through it without even thinking about it. Like that is the, That is the one and only thing I think that breeds the most success. Uh, I've been very lucky to be able to actually uh, uh, corroborate that story with some of the great advisors and investors that I've been able to speak about. And it really is just fucking great. I mean, it's entrepreneurship, even life as a whole. It's just a brick wall in front of you that you have to keep punching till you break through. That's it. Again, failure just means you stop trying and it's the ones with ultimate grit that are willing to fucking punch it no matter what until they break through because not doing so is not an option
0: do you have any moments of grit for yourself in the past where maybe someone can relate to of where it felt like maybe you couldn't break past your own your yeah 100 percent.
1: i mean i think this is where having a great support network matters you know um because yeah i mean like I still, to this point, live with some self doubt. I still, to this point, suffer from, you know, uh, imposter syndrome every day. And, and and you know, listen, guys, listen. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's part of the struggle, right? Like the the the. It's part of the game. It's a really big part of the game to to because you're kind of playing this role of like you're David against Goliath. You are the tiny guy in the eye of adversity, where the stat for the where the the odds are stacked against you, where you need to be the statistical and probable exception within the exception within the exception to barely make it through, right? So you're already you need to really fundamentally believe that you're one in a billion. And then the work just began. So like even overcoming the psychological challenge of saying, do I really think I'm one in a billion and then begin to work on it every day? is not easy. You're going to wake up every other fucking day, probably every hour, you know, like questioning yourself. So having people to rely on is very strong. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you need to be able to rely on yourself. And this is something I talk about all the time. You know, I think that at least for me, what has worked very well in the face of adversity or challenges is I need to frame these things where I am the central problem to the, to the, to the thing. Let Bring me explain. Yeah, let me explain what that means. Like I'm a control freak, right? And I know if something is within my control, I can overcome it, right? If I'm not the problem, I'm not in control, Right. So everything, everything that I approach, whether it's business or relationships or anything in the face of adversity, I always find try to find that framing where I'm the problem of it, because then I can control. I can control what anybody else does. I can't control the weather. You know, as much as I want, I can't even control my employees. Right. But if 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 you are that will never
0: happen. Shout out to any founder of future. Shout out to
1: the cash wrap team. Right. But I think, you know, it's worked very well for me uh, uh, to be like, if I'm the problem, I can fix it. This is the reason why when you're in an airplane and they talk about the oxygen mask, they said, do not attempt to put it on anybody else until you put it on yourself. If you cannot fix yourself first, you cannot help anybody. You are literally a pile of dead weight. If you don't have your shit figured out, if you can't rely on yourself... If you cannot wake up every fucking day to do the job you need to do, you are absolutely worthless to society and everybody else as much as good intentions as you might have. So it's like you have to always look inside and have that grit right? before you can actually overcome challenges and then be able to have the support network to help you through those things so that you always keep balancing yourself to say, I, I can do it. I have my shit figured out, I have control over everything that I have control, and if I don't, I need to figure out how to achieve that, and you do that by putting yourself right in the center of that fucking problem that you need to solve, and figure out how you're the problem so that you can overcome it. That is a quick and easy recipe for success, and not necessarily, you know, to me, success is not just money in the bank, success is a mindset. You wake tell me, up. Tell me more about yeah. what your definition. Success, of success is a fucking mindset. You wake up every fucking day and say, "Everything I'm about to do, I'm in control of doing it. I'm gonna do it the best. Nobody's gonna do it better. Nobody's gonna do it harder than me." Right? And that? whether that is the reality or not, the mindset that you have, the perception of that that you have, is like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the outcome. Right? It. it, it the, the power of the human mind is truly unbounded when you have the grit to achieve the task at hand and you have that self-reliance to understand that it is within your capabilities so long as you can frame it in such a way where you are in the problem, where you are in control of achieving what needs to be done.
0: So it's within your capabilities to the extent that any time you encounter a problem, you can rephrase it as, yourself being the source yeah. so that you can solve it through within yourself. Yeah,
1: because you know I think what breeds the most f- failure, right? What's what 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 pushes all the entrepreneurs or Dreamers or hustlers that I see to stop is when they feel like fuck. It's up to the universe. Something else
0: outside something of me. It's something else. Right, You're right, always right, pointing right, the right,
1: finger. Right. It's my girlfriend. It's my house. It's, it's my, my mortgage. It's is is da, my da, da, boss. Da, 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 da. Is God. Is the weather. Is right, the fucking right, whatever. Right. We project. You project outward, right? You can't do anything about it. So why the fuck even keep trying because it's out of your control, right? Like, I. That's the most toxic. Toxic of mentality is a thing in my mind you could ever have if you really want to, you know, because it it's an easy scapegoat for you to just not even keep trying. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's where the lack of grit really just shows, right? So, again, if you frame yourself as the problem, you can fix it. You can overcome it. And we've put motherfuckers on the moon. We're on the way to Mars. Tell me you can't fucking break through this brick wall that's in front of you. I mean, just... Where there's a will, there's a way. There's a reason why that saying is a thing. It's 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 very true.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Super, super awesome. You said that telling stories is the utmost form of culture. I'm really curious what you think, uh, what factors create culture, whether it's, uh, and what the difference is between societal culture and business culture. So, What do you think are the factors, whether it's stories or uh, people's behavior and the way that they act and and those things that are perpetuated within a business and society that create culture?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, obviously, we live in a capitalistic society, so so business culture is culture. Hmm. Uh, And, you know, this is yet another topic that I speak a, a, a lot about. Like this, I think that, you know, when it comes to, for example, the cash drop brand, it's all about money, right? You come to our HQ, there's money in the walls, reference about money. Every, everything we post is about money, right? And the superficial way of looking at it is that, well, you know, all you guys care about is money, like there's no substance to it. But, I, I, you know, these are things that I ponder, but I, I've never actually had an encounter where people actually thought that that's what we do. The other side of that coin is something that I fundamentally understand about culture that at the end of the day, all that people really want is the freedom to spend more time with those they love and to make sure that those they love have the opportunities that they never had, right? That's it. That's where that's the foundational piece of where culture can exist if those boxes are checked. Because if you don't have those boxes checked, there's no ability to make culture because you're just living by the day. You're trying to survive. What do you mean by that? I mean, how can you worry about what you leave behind if you're fucking worried about what you're going to eat for dinner, mm-hmm. what's going to happen if you're not going to survive? If you, if, you know, like that, that's the difference between being, you know, like caveman in an organized society, Right. You come together to build an empire. You understand that you're taken care of, that your children are taken care of, that they can thrive. And then you can think about the secondary, which is how do we collectively leave our imprint in the fabric of the universe for the future generations? That's what culture is, right? The segue for that to really be able to exist is money, right? As much as we fucking hate the idea of money, right? We can say, oh, it's fake. It's based on nothing and whatever, blah, blah, blah it's not money rules this fucking world right money is a gateway to happiness it doesn't buy you happiness insofar that like you can have all the money in the world and still be you know uh unhappy you know but money buys you time it buys you freedom it enables you to find what makes you happy and when you don't have that and you're constantly trying to just barely make ends meet to survive there's absolutely no no way that culture could arise from that and i think that this is the biggest problem with the immigrant you know communities that i came from right like latinos have very strong heritage right but we do kind of live kind of frozen in time of what our cultures back home were before we left because here we're struggling every day to barely make ends meet to barely survive to barely make sure that our kids have basic opportunities that it's kind of there's no, the, to me that's where it becomes self-evident why we suffer from these things where we can't accept other people's success without getting jealous or angry and trying to bring them down. And, you know, we, another thing I talk about a lot is how, you know, the Latino community particularly suffers from something I called the poppy seed syndrome, right, like that, you know, every time somebody kind of gets taller or starts showing signs of success, we do everything we can to kind of bring them down. And, you know, I think it's because You know, to me, I I wonder about this a lot. Like, how do you fix that with with money? You do if you inject a fuck ton of money into Into these communities communities, that have never had opportunities. That's
0: why they. That's why they talk about reparations.
1: Yeah, then you'll be able to actually give them the chance to to thrive, to to show the best expression of what they can provide the world. And and you know, like it just pains me so much to see that that so many people that I know and love don't have that ability or never had that opportunity to really express the best thing that they could become in this world. They've never been able to, to live to their full potential. And again, that's culture. Culture is the byproduct of the imprint that you're able to achieve and leave for the next generations. We don't have access to that. And that's very fucking unfortunate. And to me, I understand that the only way for me to ever be able to help that is wealth. Money truly runs the world, and I know that Latinos are very money adverse. We don't like to talk about it. It's a very taboo subject, but it's because we've never had a seat at the table. We've never had any type of meaningful generational wealth, so we are speaking truly from ignorance because I've seen generational wealth. I don't have generational wealth yet, but I've seen it. I see what it can do. I see what it can provide. I see the the chillness it can bring somebody. I see the, the peace of mind that he can provide, and that's something I'm so fucking jealous for my people to have, that I will wake up every fucking day, outwork anybody in the fucking world to make sure that I can live in a world one day where the vast majority of Latinos that I bump into the fucking street have, are able to have that quality of life, because the cultural impact that will have, it, it can't even be measured, bro, it can't.
0: That's really profound, that's really, really profound. Um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to segue off of that. I mean, me personally, I I want to make it clear that I haven't come from, you know, I haven't come from poverty, I haven't come from a lot of violence, but I know a lot of people that it's either you have money, but unless you have money, you have to have come from a lot of pain or else that money isn't valid or else you're a sucker, you're weird and so there's a lot of cultural stigma around money and what that means about the person who has it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and, like very mature wealth can lead to these yeah, trust fund kids scenario, you know, that the proverbial trust fund kid that doesn't give a fuck and like, you know, they're overloaded and overprivileged. But I think that that's, a few generations down the line. I feel like the first few generations will really be very valuable. And then, then you have to hope it's up to them that, you, that they can really make sure that they instill their next generations you know, to, to, to be appreciative, appreciative of that. But that's not even a problem that we have yet. So, we don't even know how it would unfold. Mm. Maybe our heritage would make sure that we can approach that issue from an interesting way that's never been done before. So, you're it's like, saying there's no not
0: even, even reason to anticipate that because right. how would you anticipate Why know are we worrying just, about problems worrying that may that? or
1: may not exist when we don't even fucking have, like, how I want you? us mm-hmm. to have that problem. Right. Like right, to right, some right, degree, right. I would want it to be so many Latino trust fund babies that are doing absolutely fucking nothing so that we can then go within our community and be like, what the fuck are you doing? You're just a waste of space. Let's change that. But until we have those problems, yeah, you know, yeah. we can't say, oh, well, no, We if somebody that truly has built in grit and they've done nothing in their lives but just fucking hard work, which is the vast majority of Latinos I know, you give them a fuck ton of money. They're, they'll buy the Ferrari, they'll, the they'll buy the them. yacht, they'll do that, but two days later they'll be bored as fuck. Right. They, they're not just going to fucking, you know, like, you know, not do anything. Like, because they've never known anything else than just hard work, but now they'll do it for for pleasure. Now they'll do it because they want to do something. Now they'll help the next guy and invest in a hundred trillion businesses because they, they, they just they want to live the, they understand. they understand. And they understood what it took to get there. And I, I, I want to believe, and it may or may not be right that, you know, if you inject that amount of generational wealth into this community, they'll know the right decision. Right. And it may or may not be the case, but I think that my place in this universe is to at least help get my community to that point where we'll know if it was good or bad, right? Right. And I think that that's where everything will change. And and, and again, it'll bring us at least to a level of equivalence you know, in the world where we'll be able to 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 really focus on culture building rather than survival. And that's I want to see that day before I die.
0: Uh, segwaying off of that, uh, if you look at the majority of your Instagram posts, a lot of it has something to do with, uh, build, you're like, fuck anything else. I'm building as much generational wealth for Latinos in this country as possible. So what does that mission mean to you, building generational generational wealth for Latinos in the United States and or the rest of the world, possibly? What does that mean to you? I want to know. Yeah. I mean, I think... It, uh you know, you read these
1: stories all the time. I think it was particularly Uber's story that I, I was very fascinated by, right? Like, we're very lucky that some of our biggest investors were, like, seed investors in Uber. Shit, I, one of our investors uh, invested in Uber at a $6 million cap. Insanity, right? He invested $50,000 when Uber was worth, like, $6 million, and, like, everybody knows that, you know, what happened. What happens with that? What happened that? after <laughs> that, right? The guy made hundreds of millions. got bank. You know, and and also like, you know, a lot of the employees, the early employees, you know, I think I read something that I feel like it was a few hundred millionaires that got minted when, you know, Uber went public. And I think that happened with like Lyft and DoorDash. And you see the success stories of like these great tech companies where, yeah, the founders become billionaires, but also, like, there's a gigantic amount of wealth that got injected into the people that were there, right? Like, and there's a very famous uh, Jeff Bezos video that I saw one day. He said, look, yes, Amazon's worth a trillion dollars, and I own 16% of it. But that means that $840 billion of wealth was created for other people. That's how he said it. And we hate the man for being so fucking rich, and, and, and I feel like, you know, he becomes the, the the object of our anger when we think, like, how can somebody amass so much fucking wealth? You know, it's unfair. But it's like, we don't think from his perspective when he says, I created $850 billion of wealth for other people. Most of the wealth isn't his. That most of the wealth isn't his. So I feel like in that, in that sense, to me, it's like, fuck, like, respect, dr- nothing but respect for Jack fucking Bezos. If he wants to buy a half a billion dollar fucking yacht, do it. He should be allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants because that man changed millions of people's lives now there's there's other things with like work you know workers and things things, like i mean there's always going to be casualties of war in the in the capitalist machine it's not perfect right it's a lot of a fucking better than you know being communist you know and, and it's another topic for a different day but i feel like we do live in this world Where you can wake up and build something from fucking nothing. And if you have the grit, if you have the dream and you have the drive, you can achieve it. I don't want anybody to cap that. Fuck no. You think I want to wake up one day and be like, no, now I'm capped at this. Now I have a
0: restriction, right? That would be the worst day. The worst day if I had a restriction tomorrow.
1: The idea of generational wealth, it's incredible to me that I can live in a country where that could actually happen, you know, not only for myself. I want to be rich as fuck. Not because the money attracts me, but because I know what I'll be able to do with the money. I want to help influence the politics and legislations and power structures and create biases that that benefit the people like me. Again, like, don't hate the player, hate the game. And the game really, we hate the game because the game wasn't designed for us. But I think that we can achieve this plays, we can, play the well, game. We can our create own our own game, create our own structure, create our own rules. We are actually able to, we just have to work harder. And that's fine. You know, it's not fair, but it just, it is what it, it is. What but it is the thing point. is the fairness comes after those trailblazers work it out and get to this point where like now it's fucking fair now i want to see my latinos rise the fuck up and i will literally shame those who don't take advantage of these opportunities because now we have them we don't have those opportunities yet and that's the the only thing that will catalyze that is generational generational wealth i want cash trap to go public right and the first 150 200 employees of mine become millionaires over 10, 15, $20 million of wealth is generational wealth, right? It's a shit ton of money. It's money that we nobody of us has ever really seen in our bank accounts, right? And what happens then, right? What happens then? Yeah, some of them go blow it, buy some Coke, buy a Ferrari, go to the strip <laughs> club, sure. Go nuts. Do what the fuck you have to do. <laughs> get out of your system. But, like, once the dust the settles, the day
0: when it settles, once the
1: dust settles, bro, you're going to invest in your tia's business. Right. You're going to fucking borrow the money for your cousin to launch that restaurant, to launch that venture. And then it just start proliferating into into this power structure that will really help other people that look like us and then we invest in people like us we give opportunities to those that look like us we keep them accountable to do right by the opportunities that we didn't have right and that's how you compound generational wealth besides the money the money is that catalyst right like generational wealth begins with money in the byproduct that is cultural impact legacy that's what matters right and I, say, I said that in my last talk in Chicago uh, Chicago Tech Week, and I, I knew it was going to cost a little bit of a stirrup, and I why? said, listen. Why
0: would you, why would you think it caused a stirrup?
1: Well, the way, I, the way I said it, right? Like what I said, I said, look, particularly, and I speak from my experience, like what, what we're trying to build a cash trap, right? Uh, it's tackling a very large problem of a really large market. You know, digital commerce payments is the foundation of our society, right? Money. Movement of money, right? Uh, We are a very, very advanced merchant society and we are trying to solve the merchant problem to make it easier for everybody to become one, right? Uh, So I said, look, if a white man comes and builds cash drop and sells it for $10 billion, it means absolutely fucking nothing. Their system enables them to achieve that far faster than it would for somebody that looks like me, right? And that's fine. No hate to them, right? I'm just speaking from a place of jealousy. But again, if another white guy becomes a billionaire, nobody fucking cares. Most of them are, right? But if somebody that looks like me makes it, becomes a billionaire, creates a company that goes public, and 100 employees, 200 employees become uber wealthy overnight, and they all look like that founder the fabric of space and time is changed forever. Fantastic. That is what keeps me up at night. That is the source of my grit. I want to achieve that, right? And I may or may not achieve it, but I know that if I can radicalize as many Mexicans or Latinos that look like me, right, to achieve that, and you throw as many of those motherfuckers at the wall and see one of them is bound to make it, right? It may or may not be me. And I'm okay with that fact. I'm just going to work fucking harder than anybody else to make sure it is me. But at the end of the day, I know that in the greater footprint of what the community that I represent requires, just one of them that makes it, everything changes. Every single kid after that can look up into the stars and be like, wow, I can do it. Somebody looks like me that made it. I can do it better. Right? That representation is so fundamentally important in our society that that's what I mean when I say that if another Mark Zuckerberg that is white from the suburbs of Silicon Valley makes it, it doesn't mean anything. There's already 15 of them, 20 of them. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's like, sure, you get a nice life and you can change your – people's lives but in the greater sense you know it's already been done can we make sure that we live in a world where there's black billionaires latino billionaires Indian millions that are doing it and they truly have the same access and the same plane to get there just as fast and maybe we get to a point when in a hundred years there's so many fucking latino billionaires that it doesn't fucking matter anymore and you move on to the next one and it's up until them to do it for their communities that's a problem i want to have it's a problem we don't have and that's the problem i want my community to have those problems and that's why i work so hard right i want to get i want to have the same problems that white people have right because we can't hate them if we are never been there right but let's build from scratch it's our system we get we we're literally the authors of our own story right it's empowering to start from zero
0: i don't think white people realize that the novelty they're looking for lies right in front of them which is empowering other people but
1: and again i can't speak you know sure i'm a white people are white people it's like like i'm a a a whitewashed mexican right like i've been called for my somebody called me out for my passing white privilege once really And i thought it was crazy and i reflected and i was like okay i could see that sure like I don't want to think about it that way. I want to think about the the community that I represent, the Mexican-American immigrant community as a whole, right? That's the niche that I need to champion. It is my personal duty and responsibility to do my part and be a champion for that. Live and die at the front lines, get rich or die trying for my people, right? That's what I live to do. Um, And again, when you look at the the next guy, I can't really speak for the white male experience, right?
0: I respect individuals. Yeah.
1: I respect the hustle, right? Like, I have my particular preferences. I have my particular beliefs, but they all melt in the face of the hustle. I worship the hustle. And if somebody is there with the hustle to match or outmatch me, I bow down. I'm like, fuck yeah. I can't even hate. I'm just jealous that you maybe had opportunities that I never had, but I'm just going to make sure that the next Ruben has Mm. them. Right? That's as much as I can do right that's legacy to me that's culture right that's the culture i want to live in that's the culture i think that is what made silicon valley great you know white people also started you know like they had to build and do a lot of things to do uh so it's like it's everybody just building for their own people it's okay to do so right like we're so proud about like your team in the world cup right like you know, we should right, be proud world about cup. this. It's like the World Cup. Yeah, yeah entrepreneurship yeah, yeah. is like the World Cup. It's like represent your team. Be very passionate about that. Respect others and understand that at the end of the day, we're all immigrants. We're all the same. We all came from somewhere. Somebody. All, we all
0: have our own people It's in some way, shape, or form, you know, whoever it's just we like, are. You
1: know, yeah. it's like being part of another team is fine. So long as you respect the game, we're all playing the same game. We're all players. We're all part of this grandiose structure that we have built together collectively whether we like each other or not you know i respect you but i'm gonna focus on myself like and this is another thing with entrepreneurship that was like stop worrying about what your competitor is doing just fucking build your business if you're constantly looking about what the guy on the left and the right is doing you're never gonna have the, the 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 foresight to really focus at the problems at hand you know because you're so worried about competition the greats never compete you, if you believe you have no competition, doesn't mean you're the best. It just means that you're just focused on your lane. Nothing fucking matters. You are the problem. You're going to fix your problem. Put the blinders on, fix your shit, figure out your shit. You will literally get to a point where you are okay with the life that you have built and nothing will matter. The money won't matter. The success won't matter. The journey will matter. And that's, The the byproduct of that journey is the cultural trail that will be remembered for generations to come.
0: I don't think I could end it on a better point. This was an amazing recording. Thank you guys so much for being here. Ruben Flores, the man himself, CEO of Cash Drop, a man of many opinions and a man of much passion. I like the people I like to surround myself around. And you know, this is episode one of Intersection, the intersection between business and art. Let's go. Woo! Ooh. <laughs>